Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perak Aleph, the famed and controversial Perak known as Maseh HaMerkava, literally the incident of the chariot. It's the Haftarah we read on Shavuos. And so we should begin. Or should we? The truth is, there are some very big difficulties that we should discuss first. And specifically, while I'm not asking for sympathy, I would point out that what do you do when the Mishnah in Chagila says, and I quote, Ein dorshin You do not teach, you do not expound the chapter on forbidden sexual unions um, with three people, below the Maseh Bereshis Bishnaim and the creation, which is a very mystical chapter in Bereshis, the Lov Merkava B'yachid, Elohim Kain HaYachacham, unless he is a brilliant God. You do not teach this chapter of Maser Merkava even one person. And so we continue in Chagiga, which has a memra that they say, Rav Achaba Yaakov said they were teaching Maser Merkava, and he said, Ad Khan Daber. Until this point, you can speak about the general topic. You have no authority to speak about this topic, Masem Merkova. Shekain Kosuv B'Sefer Ben Sira, it is written in Ben Sira, B'Mufla Mimcha Al Tidros. That which is removed from you, you do not inquire. U'B'Mechusa Mimcha Al Tachkar. And that which is shrouded, covered from you, you do not probe. That which you have been authorized to study, study. You have no business dealing with the esoterica of Maser Merkava. Then we go to a very disturbing incident. We see in Perik, I'm sorry, Pasadalad of this Perik, there's the term Chashmal. Doesn't mean electricity, it means something very different. And the story is told, and I'm quoting again from Chagiga, Tana Rabbanan, Mase Betino Echad. There was an incident of a child. Child is someone, you know, below Bar Mitzvah. Shehoya Kore Bebeis Rabo Besefi Yechezkel. He was reading the book of Yechezkel in front of his Rebbe. And she must have been a very bright child. And he was darshaning the term Chashmao. A fire emerged from Chashmao and burned him. From that point, Bikshu knows Sefer Yechezkel. In response to that tragedy, people sought to just put away, conceal Yechezkel so that it should not result in any more tragedy. Omar lahem Chananya ben Chizkiah. Chananya ben Chizkiah said to them, Im zecha 
If this child was a prodigy, are all children subject to the same thing because this child was so brilliant that he was embarking on a explanation? In addition, when you, uh, we should point out that it was Reb Hananiah ben Chizkiah who almost single-handedly saved the book of Yechezkel from being just put away out of existence in a very interesting agadita that appears in Chagiga and Zohar showed me this morning is in the sect of Shabbos as well. The man went up to the attic and with 360 barrels of oil, he learned it backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards until he felt it was safe enough to be included into the regular um, Tanakh. Moreover, we have that word Hashmal appearing as we're going to see later on in the and we don't know what it means. And so it is very natural to go to Rashi. Chavzayin is possible. It's very natural to go to Rashi. And Rashi says, for Erebein Chashmal, lo nitain rishus lismonain the mikra zeh. You have no permission to go into this mikra and stops cold in his tracks. Rashi is telling you, you cannot go in. So I think it behooves us to first back up and try to examine the controversy. After all, if you think about it, we do read it on Shavuos. So let's first talk about Yechezkel himself. Yechezkel was a Navi who had a 22-year period of Nebuah. He was born in Eretz Yisrael, but of those 22 years, six were in Israel. And to do the math, <laughs> 16 were in Bava. And that serves him well, because the truth is, we have a cloud that you are not allowed to be giving Nebuah Chutzah Aretz, unless you have given it in Eretz Yisrael itself. So he fortunately has that experience. We know he was a Kohen, although probably did not officiate at the Beis HaMikdash. We know also that he was married. We know he did not have children. Uh, and we understand it's completely mystical visions that he had. I mean, there's Mas and Merkava, but there's the famous dry bones. We're going to see at the end there is a vision of the rebuilt temple down to the last measurement. There is the building or rebuilding of Yerushalayim. It was deep, mystical visions. And yet he is called by the term when the Kaddish Baruch who summons him Ben Adam, plain, ordinary person. And of course, as you would expect, from such a mystical person, parts of his life are shrouded in mystery. The Radak tells us, we know he was a contemporary of Yirmiyo, the Radak says he was Yirmiyahu's son. No other commentator tells us this. In fact, what they do say is that he might have been descended from Rachav, Rachav Hazona, the woman who you will recall in Yoshua hides the spies who come to Yericho, and his name is called uh, Yechezkel ben Buzi. 
Buzi signaling a bizoyon. It's sort of a humiliation that his lineage might have been tainted by that. In any case, the question arises, how does he get from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel? And that you go to the question of the famous ex, um, exile, Choresh B'Mizgar. Let's refresh ourselves on Choresh B'Mizgar. Literally, that means craftsmen and carpenters, or if you will, locksmiths. Eleven years before the Churban, the actual destruction, the Bukhadnezar has conquered the land. The last thing he wants at that time is to totally exile B'nai Israel and depopulate the whole country. He wants a vassal state with a vassal puppet, Yehoiakim, paying him taxes and not making any trouble. Yehoiakim rebels, and what he does is take, again, remember this is 11 years before, he takes not just the craftsmen and the skilled artisan, he takes literally the A-list, the creme de la creme of Eretz Yehuda. He takes the lawyers, the doctors, the politicians, the Rabbanim, the Sanhedrin, um, literally the best and the brightest he takes. And with them, he takes Yechezkel, Doniel, the prophet Doniel, and Mordechai, Mordechai of Megillus Esther fame. And what he thought, which was a very clever move, in that these people will completely obviate any rebellion back there because he leaves literally, you don't want to use the word dregs, but the lowest strata of the people, the uneducated, etc. And there will not be the sophistication of a rebellion. But what he doesn't realize he's doing is the work of the Kaddish Baruch in that they have transferred to Bavel a society, a Torah society, a political society that will be probably one of the greatest exiles in the history of the world. It will formulate the basis for yeshivas, for Torah, for the Talmud Bavli, which of course is a foundation of today's learning. So that's where Yechezkel goes, and that's how he gets there. So the question is, who wrote Yechezkel? Uh, it is attributed, of course, to the Anche Knesset Havdola that uh, arises in Bavel. The Chazal did it. Why didn't he do it himself? Baba Basra, the Gemara says that a Navi is not given permission to write Nevuos in Golos, even though he has had, you know, the opportunity of he is given Nevua in Eretz Yisrael, he does not have the permission to do it in Bavel. And so we see the transfer of Yechezkel. He has, as we've said, prophesied for six years in Eretz Yisrael. He will now prophesy 14 years. We are going to see that most of his prophecies are directed, interestingly enough, not to the Jews of Bavel so much, as to the Jews back 
in Eretz Yisrael. He is going to prophesy to them. And as we see, it is mystical, it is very obscure, it is very difficult and controversial to even learn. So with that as a background, and with the fact that it is Arab Shabbos and it would be unfair to undertake such a degree of complexity, let us defer this to Monday morning, 8.45. We will start delving as far as we can permissibly into chapter one, Masem Rekova, be there, Adkan.